Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. There's a story of a busload of tourists that was going through Israel. The Israel tour guide in front with the microphone says, now you'll notice as you look through the countryside in Israel, the shepherd leads the sheep. In other countries, he drives the sheep from behind. But in Israel, the shepherd's always out in front. They come over the hill, and here is a man with a lot of sheep shooing them in front of them. People giggled. He stopped the bus. The tour guide got out and he said, you know, excuse me, sir, but in, in Israel, the shepherds always lead the sheep. And he said, well, yes, that's right. Well, so how come you're behind the sheep, shooing them? And he said, because I'm not the shepherd. I'm the butcher. I'm shooing them to slaughter. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at a very famous Bible passage today when Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And we're going to make the point today, everybody on earth, whether they know it or not, is either being led by the shepherd or being shooed by the butcher for slaughter. Would you take out your Bible? Turn to John chapter 10, and let's learn all that we can from a rather famous passage of the Bible. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Let's, let's pray first. Father, we pray for anyone watching this program that is not following the shepherd, but is about to be slaughtered by the butcher. We would pray, Lord, you would bring people to Jesus Christ and save people even from Satan today. Speak to us, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber, a butcher. <laughs> here's, here's the first question I want us to ask from that verse. Who is the thief Jesus is referring to here? Well, in this verse, a thief is anyone who won't enter through Jesus. We're going to find out in verse 7, Jesus is the door of the sheep. Anybody that doesn't go through Jesus as the door for salvation is a thief. Does that mean that Muhammad or Buddha or Confucius or modern-day New Age gurus who won't proclaim Jesus as the only way of salvation, are they thieves? This verse says, yes, they are. And let's ask this question, though. In this context, in 33 AD, when Jesus is speaking these words, who is he talking about? Well, we know the answer. It's, it's the Pharisees. Because just a verse or two before, in, in 940 of, of John, those of the Pharisees who were with Jesus heard these things. So Jesus is saying this to the Pharisees. So <clears throat> the Pharisees were the thief because they were stealing people salvation by pointing people away from Jesus to their good works. They were preaching you're saved by being good. Another question, though, before we leave this verse to the next. Who do you think the thief is? Well, it's the devil. 
And Jesus says this in John 8:44, Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. So the Pharisees are the thief, moving people away from Christ. The devil is the thief. And next question, who do you think are the thieves today in our culture? I'm going to say same in Jesus' time. Any false religious teacher. The, the Pharisees were false religious teachers. And boy, do we have them in the church today. I said on an earlier program, there's an ELCA Lutheran pastor in Arkansas. He is teaching his congregation, if Jesus was not single, then Jesus must have been in a committed same-sex relationship. Find that in the Bible. That's what we call a false teacher. I'll, I'll tell you another false teacher, John Shelby Spong. He's an, a retired Episcopal bishop, writes lots of books, goes on talk shows. This Episcopal bishop does not believe that Jesus rose from the dead, doesn't believe that Jesus did any of the miracles, doesn't believe in Christ's virgin birth, and he's a, a bishop in the Episcopal church. We have lots of Pharisees, false teachers, butchers in the church today. And, and I'll, I'll say this too. A couple days ago, I got an email somebody that doesn't like our TV show, and he accused me of being hateful and filled with anger because I point out these errors in the church. And I, I wrote him back, I don't do this because I hate people. It's out of love that we warn people to, to leave these evil teachings and come to Christ. <laughs> Verse 2, Jesus said, But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. All right, we know who the butcher is. Who's the shepherd? of the sheep. In this verse, the answer is, a shepherd is the one who enters through Jesus. So if you have a pa the word pastor means shepherd, if you have a pastor that preaches Jesus, he's a good shepherd of the sheep. Um, years ago, I was a, a youth director at a church, and the pastor I worked under, very liberal man, and he never preached salvation. And it just grieved me. He'd preach nice sermons, but he just never preached salvation. Well, fast forward a few years, a, a buddy of mine who's a pastor worked with him in another church. And I said to my friend, do you think he knows the Lord? And my friend said, I've wondered the same thing. I listened to him preach. He just doesn't preach about Jesus. I'm sure Jesus is mentioned, but and it's kind of a side thing. <laughs> no, listen, you know who a true shepherd is, is do they preach about Jesus a lot? Now we're going to see who the true shepherd is, though, capital S, you know the answer. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 3, Jesus said, To him, the, the true shepherd, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he ports, puts forth all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he was saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me, kind of a reference to the Pharisees, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. 
So who's the true shepherd? Here's the answer. The true shepherd is Jesus, the only door of salvation. Jesus is the only one who gives salvation. Notice what he says there. He doesn't say, I am one of many doors, pick me. He says, I am the door, period. Let me quote two offensive verses today in our pluralistic culture. Number one, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, period. Later, the apostles preached the same thing. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is no other name given under heaven among men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. Now, I know that's offensive, but it's what Jesus taught. <laughs> there is a large Lutheran church here in Minneapolis. It used to be a good church. I don't think it's good anymore. The senior pastor, I read this recently, wrote an article for his website. And in the article he said, I have a friend that was troubled by John 14, 6, that Jesus is the only way, because that makes it sound like only Christians go to heaven. But I, I told him that what Jesus meant by I am the way and the truth and the life, he meant love is the way and the truth and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by love. So anyone who loves goes to heaven. That is not what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. I, I rem that's, that's a false teacher. I remember in the church that I served, a, a couple coming up. You know, Pastor Tom, did I ever tell you why we came to this church? Our Lutheran pastor, and I'm a Lutheran, our Lutheran pastor got in the pulpit and read John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And the pastor in the sermon said, I don't know why Jesus said that. We know our God is bigger than that. And the, the lady said, let's get out of this church. He's correcting Jesus from the pulpit. <laughs> there used to be a liberal Methodist pastor here in the Twin Cities that had a radio show. And it ran while I was getting ready for church every Sunday. And he would preach such awful doctrine. Made me, made me fight and, and encouraged and energized to go preach the truth. I even had to call in a couple times, but he made the point, well, yes, Jesus is the way of salvation for Christians, but for Buddhists, they have this, or this way, and Muslims have this way, and I, I think I called in, then what do you do with John 14, 6? Jesus said, I'm the only way. Are you going to contradict Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? <laughs> so listen, I, I know people will be offended. But our job, Christians, is to hold Jesus forth as the door, not one of five. Now, the last part of the sermon, I want us to look, take a closer look at the thief, the devil, and then a closer look at the good shepherd. So here's the job of the devil, and then the job of the good shepherd. Look at verse 10 again. <clears throat> the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy. Let's, let's do the steal one. The first part of the thief's job is to steal. Now the question is, what does the devil want to steal? Well, do you remember when Jesus told the parable of the sower? The sower's throwing the seeds, and then the bird comes and gobbles the seed up so it can't grow. And Jesus says the devil is the bird, and the seed is what? The word of God. What Satan wants to steal out of your heart is the Word of God. If Satan can get you watching TV six hours a day and not touch this book, 
He's got you. He's out to steal. I mean, there's a, there's a saying. Either this book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. I saw a bumper sticker that said, Have you tormented the devil today? <laughs> you want to torment the devil? Read this book before you go to bed tonight. The devil's first job is to steal the word of God so you can't even hear it. I, I went to Omaha, my hometown. There is a preacher in Omaha that's about the best preacher I've ever heard. And so I went to this church. I sat in the back row. In front of me was a mom, a dad, and their teenage daughter. The preacher was preaching, and it was a great message. And here's what was happening in front of me. Mom was on the edge of her seat listening to this great sermon. Dad, through the sermon, was like this. And the daughter, the teenage daughter, <laughs> drove me nuts. Through the whole sermon, it's going. <clears throat> you know what was going on there? One of those three people heard that sermon because the devil was busy gobbling the word of God. The, the first job of the devil is to steal the word of God from your heart so you can't even hear it. Second thing that is the devil's job, the thief comes to steal the word, kill. The second job of the devil is to kill. Now, kill what? Well, see if you can catch it. Ephesians chapter 6, take up the shield of faith by which you can quench the flaming darts of the evil one. The shield of faith. And the way Peter says it in 1 Peter 5, Satan's like a lion roaring on the earth seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. You know what the devil's trying to kill? He's trying to kill your faith. He knows that's your shield. And if he can get your faith away from you, he's got you. I mean, I talked with this lady, 95-year-old woman, who's heartbroken because her 75-year-old son, who was confirmed in the church, raised in the church, but then has turned his back on the Lord for many years, he's not open to Christ at all, even as he's dying. And mom is heartbroken as her son dies. Again, if Satan can steal your faith, he's got you for eternity. He's here to kill your, uh, the word of God in your life. He's here to steal your faith. Third the job of the devil the thief comes to steal the word, kill your faith, and destroy. Destroy what? Well, the third job of the devil is to destroy. See if you can catch this. This is from Luke chapter 13. And Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who are griping that he did a miracle. Should not this woman whom Satan has bound for 18 long years be healed on the Sabbath? And then there's the verse from Acts 10. Jesus went around healing those oppressed from the devil. So what is the devil out to destroy? He's out to destroy your health. He's out to destroy your marital health, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. The devil wants to destroy your health. I was uh, talking to a 76-year-old pastor in Pennsylvania, and he was at the deathbed of, of one of his members, a young man who died of AIDS. And he said, this was such a painful horrible death. How can people endorse this lifestyle? But you know what I thought of? We have bishops now in our liberal Protestant denominations who are endorsing that lifestyle. Why? Because Satan is out to kill your health and he'll even use a bishop of the church if that bishop is not lined up with Christ. 
That is the job of the devil. Steal, kill, destroy. Let's see what the job of the shepherd is. Verse 10, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. The shepherd's job is to give abundant life. Not just life, but to give abundant life. And you know what's crazy? The devil convinces us the opposite is true. The devil tells us, I'll give you life. You'll have lots of fun if you follow me. I'll give you pleasure and joy. God is the killjoy. Years ago, I was on a train in England. And I'm sitting next to a, a, a non-religious man, he said. And we're having a talk, and he finds out I'm a, I'm a pastor. He says, well, you know, my wife now is going to an Assemblies of God church here in England. And my son, and my teenage son, is going to an Assemblies of God school. And they're now worried about me. But he said, I don't want to become a fanatic. And we had a long talk. I was able to share the gospel with him and Christ's death for our sins, rose again, believe and be saved, you know. And then I handed him a, a little salvation tract. But you know what his problem was? He thought, if I give God my life, God will kill it. He'll wreck me if I give God my life. He was in the devil's grip. <laughs> and I tried to get, you know, but you know what I couldn't help but thinking? I bet his wife and teenage boy were praying that somebody would come, like some pastor from Minneapolis, and sit next to him on the, on the train. It really seemed like that. But, you know, a lot of people think, the devil, here's what I've learned. Whenever the devil tells you something, believe the opposite. Jesus said, Satan is the father of lies. Satan says, I give you life. Jesus says, no, no, he gives you death. I'll give you life. And, you know, isn't it true that even as Christians we get duped? And we think, well, if I could just do that, I'll be happy. You do it, and you're miserable. And then you've got to come back to the shepherd and say, please forgive me for going astray. Forgive me, forgive me. And you know he does? He gives us abundant life, even if we don't deserve it, and we never do. But he, he just gives abundant life, abundant life, abundant life. You know, I'll, I'll close with this. Teen Challenge here in the Twin Cities is a wonderful ministry helping people out of drug addiction and alcoholism. These are people that have been beaten up by the fun of the devil. And so I spoke uh, there some time ago. You should hear them sing. <laughs> and if you could hear them, you know, they know that the devil is not offering abundant life because they're getting it now from Jesus and they're really getting life. My question for you is, are you being led by the shepherd or are you being driven by the butcher? Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, when you're talking about false shepherds today in America, who are they really? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they, you named some names, mm -hmm. but how does... Any, any, any pastor, shepherd, professor, TV preacher that veers from scripture is a false teacher. Now, that's not to say you have to agree with, you know, Jackie, you and I don't agree on everything, on, on Christian stuff, and my Baptist friends and I don't agree on everything, but overwhelmingly on the big stuff we all agree because the Bible's clear on most things. But when you have bishops in Episcopal churches, Lutheran churches, Methodist churches, saying that 
abortion is okay, gay sex is okay, Jesus is one of many roads to salvation, questioning some of them, whether he f literally physically rose from the dead. The, the church now is filled with false teachers. That wasn't true when I was a little boy. That would have been unheard of. Now it's all over the church. I mean, Jackie, l let me give you, for instance, of a false, of a false teacher. I, I'm a Lutheran. I would send no one to the Lutheran colleges of Gustavus Adolphus, St. Olaf, Augsburg, Concordia Moorhead. Jackie, let me, here, here's a false teacher. The Gustavus Adolphus College in St. Peter, Minnesota says it's a Lutheran college, Lutheran church-related college. Um, the, they have a beautiful chapel called Christ Chapel. They let a Buddhist service into the chapel and the Buddhists went up and placed a flower offering to Buddha on the altar of Christ Chapel. Next, um, Gustavus Adolphus is very liberal and they have these sex skits that they put on for freshman orientation trying to get the students to be open to all kinds of sexualities. Jackie, some students snuck a camera and tape these filthy things. If you, if you Google Gustavus Adolphus freshman orientation, you're going to get two five-minute videos that it would be radical for the secular University of Minnesota. It's coming out of our Lutheran College. And one, one more thing. They had per, some Christian group got permission for a Christian band to do a concert on the mall of Gustavus Adolphus. During the concert, one of the band members shared his testimony on how God saved him out of homosexuality. They closed down the concert. I guess the print of the, I heard the president came and the chaplain, they apologized for the hate speech. And then Jackie, I know a student at Gustavus. He's working in the, in the theater department. And I said, oh, what play are you putting on? We were having dinner. He looked down, he said, I don't want to tell you. I said, what? I said, oh, Calcutta, what are you doing? What play? Well, he would not tell me, so I Googled it. Do you know what the play is right now going on at Gustavus Adolph? It's called The Vibrator Play. I'm not going to tell you on our TV show what the play's about. This is Gustavus Adolphus, our good Lutheran school. So be, that to me is fal a, a false prophet or some of these so supposedly church-related schools. You know, Pastor Brock, I wanted to go to Gustavus Adolphus, but couldn't afford the tuition. Good, I'm glad you couldn't. But, but there was a time when Gustavus was. Adolphus was a wonderful was. college, and I would have given my yeah. eye teeth yeah. to be able yeah. to go there. You're right, and that's true with Augsburg and St. Olaf. These colleges were founded by Scandinavian parents who wanted their kids to learn Christianity. Not anymore. Where did they fall apart? Slowly but surely, they, ha they got very liberal professors, and... I could go on and on about these schools because I know too much, but well, be, beware. Okay, then let's go to a positive. Let's, yeah. let's talk about who the true shepherds yeah. are today that yeah. we should be giving credit to. Any pastor that preaches from the Bible, that upholds one God and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, any pastor that teaches Jesus is the only way of salvation, John 14, 6, Acts 12, uh, pastors that uphold the Christian teaching on premarital sex, abortion, homosexuality. Uh, those are pastors that are following the shepherd. Okay. Yeah. If Jesus comes to bring abundant life, how do you explain the martyrdom of Christians that are beheaded and things like yeah. that? Yeah. Well, Jackie, I'll tell you one other brand of false teacher as I answer that. We've been talking about the false teachers on the left, the liberals. 
there's a brand of conservative pastors on TV that are into this health and wealth preaching of prosperity. The reason Jesus came to earth was to make you rich financially, etc. That won't, that kind of Christianity won't preach in Iran where you put your head on the chopping block to follow Jesus. I mean, what do you mean Cadillac if I follow Jesus? That's not going to work. And you, but you know what I would say, J J Jackie? Jesus came to, th those Christians that are being beheaded by Muslim extremists, they have abundant life. Now it's on the other side of the river. Okay. You know? If it's Satan's goal to steal the Bible from us, how is he doing that today? Mm -hmm. I mean, almost every home has a Bible I know. in it. And I, the way the devil steals it away from us is through our addiction to television, through our addiction to hobbies and everything else. And anything that is keeping you from reading your Bible regularly, that is, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, that's what is keeping you from, from being fed spiritually. So again, read your Bible. Keep it out on your table. Read it before you go to bed or in the morning, but read it. Yeah. So if Satan is killing our faith, how does one go about strengthening their faith mm -hmm. to meet that challenge? Yep, yep. And, and the book of Romans says this, how, how do I strengthen my faith is the question. And the answer is, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So Jackie, the more you hear the Word of God, the stronger faith becomes. So you go to church, you go, you go to a good biblical church where you hear the Word of God preached, you read it, but the other way I hear the Word of God, Bible.is is a free uh, application on your, your iPhone. And so if, Jackie, if I can't get to sleep or I wake up in the middle of the night and I know it's going to be an hour before I fall back, I just hit the button and they read the Gospel of John to me or they read Leviticus or whatever I want to hear. But it's a wonderful Bible.is and just you, you listen to the Bible. Okay. Um, you talked about Satan stealing our health. Does that mean that disease comes from the devil then? Well, it's interesting because Jesus, Acts 10, Jesus went about healing those oppressed by the devil. So Satan had a hand in those diseases. Uh, Luke 13, the, the woman whom Satan bound for 18 years before Jesus had her uh, stand upright. But then, Jackie, you have Exodus 4, where God says to Moses, Who makes man deaf, dumb, seeing, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? And in 1 Corinthians 11, you have God killing some of the Corinthians for getting drunk on communion. Ultimately, God controls everything. Even ultimately, God is con in control over the devil. But that's the quick answer. I know we got to go, but there okay. you go. Because <laughs> if Jesus has defeated the devil, why does it look like the devil is winning? Yeah. Um, he, Jesus is winning in his way and in his time, called the second coming, he wins totally. <laughs> okay. We want to thank you for being with us this week. We pray that God would be with you, granting you his richest blessings until we're again to, again, together again next time. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.